welcome to the Saturday Down South podcast. My name is Connor O'Gara. I'm joined by a very special guest today who needs no introduction, but we'll get one anyway. Uh, I'm excited to welcome ESPN college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet. You, of course, see him every Saturday on College Game Day. Kirk, how are you doing on this fine championship week morning? Can't wait. Looking forward to all the games this weekend, and it's fun to have so much at stake. Should be uh, should be a fun weekend starting Friday night with the USC Stanford game. Well, before we talk SEC championship, Kirk is here on behalf of the All State All Hands In program. Leading up to the SEC championship this weekend, Kirk joined forces with the All Hands In event in Atlanta, which was organized to build a community garden at the local Boys and Girls Club. Kirk, why don't you tell our listeners about the fine work that you're doing with the All Hands In program? Yeah, it's a great program this year. I've been working with Allstate for uh, for a number of years, and, and this year their their campaign is the All Hands In uh, program. It has three different components to it. There's the off the field, which you mentioned, uh, an opportunity uh, opening week with Florida State and Alabama playing each other. I had opportunity on a, on a Friday to go over and help build a community garden for the Boys and Girls Club there and uh, had a great time. Um, what we're asking fans to do, if you have an opportunity, you're in Atlanta, you have a great time if you can do it. Um, ahead of the SEC championship game, we're going to try to winterize the community garden that, that we built and uh, help the Boys and, Girl, Boys and Girls Club with their first official harvest. So if you're interested, you're going to be in town, you'd like to get involved, just follow the hashtag AllHandsIn, and you can get more information on how to get involved. So that's the off the field. There's two others. There's on the field. We're on Saturday night broadcast on ABC. Uh, I pick my team of the week, the team that really st- stood out as, as coming together and and, uh, and and being recognized as, as clearly the, the, the team that deserves that honor. The last one is social. And this is where, as you know, in Twitter and social media, it can get pretty nasty, especially this time of the year. So Allstate decided to kind of flip that around and, and challenge fans to say something nice about your opponent. So if you can do that in, in social media and use the hashtag sweet talk or the hashtag sweep stakes, uh, you'll be entered for a chance to win a trip to the national championship in Atlanta. That's great stuff. And again, for fans uh, that want to get involved, follow that hashtag all hands in. Okay, Kirk, let's talk pigskin. I think a lot of us were expecting in uh, an, an Alabama-Georgia showdown, but instead we're going to see if a red-hot Auburn team can pull off this incredible trifecta of victories. How different is this Auburn team now than the one you saw against Clemson a couple months ago? Yeah, you know, I think I, I think um, the defense has been pretty consistent all year. Kevin Steele does an amazing job with that defense, and as we've seen in the month of November, when you get them at home, they are dangerous to deal with. I think the area where they've changed the most uh, is their offense. If you go back to where they were offensively and and just what they were trying to figure out with Stidham, uh, they they were a team that thought Cameron Petway was still their their best back. And I know he's had some injuries, but if Carryon Johnson, who's become maybe the most underrated back in the country, he didn't have a carry that day uh, when they played Clemson. Imagine imagine Auburn playing in a game where carry on Johnson doesn't have one carry uh, in a game. And, and so that's where they were at that point in the season week two and their quarterback, they didn't quite know what they had. As I said, they were searching for an identity. And then I think they started to get through the sec schedule. Uh, they had a setback on the road against LSU in a tough environment, lost a close game there. 
And since then, boy, they've been on fire. And I think they, they finally settled on an identity of running the football with on Johnson, the jet sweeps to complement that, and getting the eyes of the defense worried about that running game. That's where Stidham then can play action and hit the big plays downfield. And that's kind of where they are today. And that's what Georgia is going to have to be concerned with as they get, try, as they get ready to try to slow down uh, this Auburn offense. A sidebar would be where is on Johnson's health? Uh, he got dinged up in the Iron Bowl. Such a big part, of, as I said, of who they have become and what they do. Is he going to be able to play at 100%? Is he going to be able to run the ball with, with the physicality that we're used to seeing where he's kind of slippery to bring down? That, I think that will be a big aspect of this game is his health. Well, let's let's talk about that because you know that's been such a big storyline throughout the week. Is his health? Is he going to be a hundred percent? Is he going to be able to you know be his normal self or anything close to that? If he's not, how big of a loss is that for Gus Malzahn's offense? Uh, it's huge. Um, like I, I said, that you know if, if you go back and look at the season that he's enjoyed, um, you know he 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 has meant everything. I mean, you're talking about a guy that carries the ball. I don't know, an average maybe 25 to 30 times since they've really gotten into SEC play and has has become the starting point. As much as we want to talk about Stidham and <clears throat> and the big playability of the offense, and it's there. I mean, the passing game is there. If you really watch them, it's, it's all about their running game. And Carrion Johnson is clearly that guy. And even Cam Martin, when he gets his chances, there's just um, a big playability that the, the – the defense has to respect. And when you throw in some of those jet sweeps, sometimes they give them, sometimes they fake them, and then they they give it up the middle after they fake the jet sweep. And then they'll fake the jet sweep, fake up the middle, and then they'll throw. And that poor defense, they don't know if it's coming or going. You know, their eyes are locked in on the jet sweep. They're locked in on on Johnson, and they're out of position. And now one of the receivers is able to get behind coverage. That That's their offense. And if you take Johnson away, or if he's if he's eighty percent, just trying to gut it out, you, you're really talking about handcuffing uh, Jared Stidham and making it much easier on Georgia to be able to defend them. Everybody needs to remember when they played the first time. That game was played in Jordan Hare, and Auburn had a chip on their shoulder to prove to everybody that they could play with the number one team in the country, and they took advantage of that home crowd. They took away that running game. Uh, they, they did everything that they could defensively to give themselves a chance. And it's going to be a different feel, as you know, when you go to Atlanta, neutral field, neutral site, maybe if anything, it favors Georgia. So this will be a totally different set of circumstances uh, for, for Auburn and Georgia, but especially the Auburn offense not playing at home. And if on Johnson's not as effective, uh, you, you – you're going to find a whole different set of challenges, I think, for Auburn in this game. I think a lot of people don't necessarily think that the Georgia offense is really built to rally back from a two-score deficit. What do you like and what don't you like about the Dogs' passing game going into this one? Well, I think what I said even before the game was they have been protecting their quarterback. And, and to their credit, he's a true freshman. And against most of the opponents they played, that was okay. They were so good at running the football <clears throat> that in, in, in that case, hey, let, let's, let's put him in a position where he's not going to – we don't want to throw him out there to the wolves and put him in a position where he's going to turn the ball over 
let's let's be smart. We've got a great defense. Let's run the football, give him some high percentage throws, and let, let's just win the, the surest way. That was the formula that worked, and it dominated people because they're so good at doing that. Then they go on the road into that environment, and you, you couldn't just run, run, pass on third down. 46 yards rushing, 3 of 14 on third down doesn't allow you to use that formula. So what I think you'll see in this game, because you're right, you don't with this offense, you don't, you don't want to get behind and have to play uh, catch-up. What you're going to find is they're going to use play-action pass on first and ten um, a lot more to try to get those linebackers and those safeties coming up to stop the run game, and then you can pull it out and it's still a high-percentage throw, throw to the tight end, throw to receiver, short, high-percentage throw. And then you can go back to running the ball. But if they expect to be able to run, run, pass again, it's gonna, they're going to be running into a wall. So look for some more early down play action. Take pressure. It's easier for Fromm to throw on first and 10 than it is on third and six or third and eight. So if I were Jim Chaney in Georgia, that's what I'd be looking to do is, is mix in more play action pass and uh, use the play action pass to set up the running game. And Kirk, I, we really appreciate your time, and I'll, I'll let you go on these final couple questions here. Um, give me real quick your one big thing that if you're Auburn, you need to be able to do to win this game, and then the same thing for Georgia. Well, if I if I were to say one thing about Auburn, um, I, I, beyond the health of Carryon Johnson, I think that's that's the obvious thing. I think defensively, Kevin Steele's got to be one step ahead of what Georgia's going to do. He's got to know that using it's it's very unique situation. And they just played each other three or four weeks ago, and now and they dominated them. So now you got to sit there for a whole week and scratch your head and say, are they going to totally change what they do and who their identity is? The obvious answer to me on that is no, they can't, they won't. But when they call their plays, how they call their plays, you have to be ready for it. So Kevin Steele, great defense coordinator, eye discipline for those linebackers and safeties is essential because, like I said, if they're going to go play action on early downs and you're coming running up to tackle Nick Chubb or Sony Michelle and you're out of position, <clears throat> it's going to make it easy to throw the ball for, for, for uh, Georgia's offense and what they do with Jake Fromm. So <clears throat> I would say how they handle that play action game on early downs and are they out of position will be a big, big thing uh, in this game. And if I'm, if I'm uh, Auburn or if I'm Georgia in this game, I, I think it's, taking advantage of the setting of playing in Atlanta. I think this is going to be two great defenses. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a turnover or it's going to be a big special teams play. Something's going to flip the field. Which defense can give their own offense a short field to work with? I think Georgia's now the team that comes in with a big chip on their shoulder after getting embarrassed at Jordan-Hare. And I think Roquan Smith and that defense, They've got to say, <clears throat> last time it was Auburn's defense. This time it's our defense that's going to set the tone. And I, I think if Georgia wins, I think we're all going to walk away and say, holy cow, how about that Georgia defense today? I think they got to take that challenge and they got to win the game for, them, for themselves. Final question for you. You know it's coming. What's your final score for Saturday? Yeah, man. I, I whew. I, that's one of those I, I would love to be able to tell you. I honestly, I'm still in the process of, of getting a hold of some of these coordinators and talking to them. Um, this is, of all the championship games, 
This one's probably the toughest for me, and the main reason is the fact that they just played and how that game was played. It it looks like it would be obvious to say, well, Auburn, they dominated them a few weeks ago. What, what would be any different? And how often have we seen in college football when a team plays the same team twice and it, you think, okay, they're going to beat them again, they lose. So I, I'm probably leaning a little bit to Georgia um, just because of a, of a rematch and because of the setting being there in Atlanta. But uh, I'm not quite convinced yet. I'm going to wait till Saturday morning. Fair enough. Fair enough. Kirk joined us on behalf of the Allstate All Hands In program. Make sure you follow that hashtag, All Hands In, for more ways to get involved. Kirk, we really appreciate your time. Enjoy a fantastic championship Saturday. Awesome. Thanks, bud. All right, that was Kirk Herbstreit joining us on the Saturday Down South podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. If you don't already, make sure you subscribe to the Saturday Down South podcast and make sure you're following all things SEC football at SaturdayDownSouth.com. My name is Connor O'Gara. Enjoy championship weekend, SEC fans.